Imagine not knowing what your income would be each week. Financial planning would be a nightmare. Almost 90% of Vision's income is free will donations. When supporters commit to monthly giving, it provides greater certainty when budgeting for regular expenses and weighing up new opportunities that arise. Knowing we can rely on regular gifts each month takes some of the guesswork out of operating a faith ministry. Monthly givers who share our mission are called Visionary Extra Mile Partners. And right now, you're invited to join this growing group of faithful supporters. The amount of your tax-deductible monthly gift is completely up to you. What is most important is knowing that you are standing with us to reach Australia for the gospel. Click the banner at vision.org.au or in the Vision app to find out more about becoming a Visionary Extra Mile Partner. It only takes a few minutes, but will have an eternal impact. Vision. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Thursday, we do like to check in with Family Voice Australia and the issues they're monitoring that are shaping our culture here in Australia. Greg Bondar is the Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Hello, Greg. Welcome back to 2020. Uh, Good morning. Hey, Greg, uh, you've been monitoring a bunch of issues this week, and let's pick up on one about a new discrimination issue against uh, one of our favourite national, historical national champions. And talking about Margaret Court here, Uh, what's this latest one about? Yeah, this is very interesting, Neil, for people in WA and indeed Australia-wide. Margaret Court, as you know... um, copped a lot of flack and uh, persecution really back in January this year when she, she simply made a statement that marriage is between a man and a woman. Okay, over and done with. Now, through her Victory Life Church Centre in Perth, Margaret runs, runs a very much a, a, a service for people, the homeless, the people that need help. They provide free food, clothing, shelter. So in response to this need out there in the community, Margaret Court, through her church, applied for a grant through an, uh, an organisation, a government organisation now called Lottery West, which sells lotteries to people. Under its constitution, the organisation has to provide grants uh, irrespective of uh, the organisation's uh, religious beliefs. Well, guess what? She applied for a grant so that she could buy a refrigerated van to supply food um, to these people, the homeless, the people that have lost their jobs through COVID or whatever. And Lottery West said, no, we're not going to fund you because guess why? We fund the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. So all of a sudden, so much for equal opportunity. (laughs) I mean, Lottery West does not know the word or the meaning of the word discriminate. And yet they have the height to say to Margaret Court, we do not discriminate in our application for grants. So, Neil, here is another example of the religious, the faith-based organisations and people being persecuted in preference to the, to the left, you know, leftist movement such as the, 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 the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras, the, the, the LGBTI community is very strong by the looks of it in terms of uh, attracting grants. And yet, once again, Margaret Court has been victimised because of her faith. So it's, it's just not on, and we need to take action now. 
Uh, interesting thing that I picked up out of what you're uh, telling us here, Greg, is that Lottery West is actually a state government-run uh, lottery, and uh, that's interesting because that's a taxpayer-run lottery. And uh, put aside for a moment that we might have some issues around the ideas of lotteries and gambling, yeah, but yeah. but right here when we when we talk about this, so what we've got is a state government department in Lottery West. Uh, that is taking sides and is discriminating against a Christian church because they are sponsors of the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. Mm. Uh, somebody there in the bureaucracy is taking sides. I don't know what the government themselves might think, but but this is uh, this is really untenable, isn't it? Absolutely, because look, I want to make make it perfectly clear, Neil, that we're not talking about the the organisation in terms of gambling. I want to talk about the process of applying for a grant here. That's the issue. And Margaret Court, being a Christian, has been denied this opportunity. And in point of fact, as I mentioned, Section 62 of the WA Equal Opportunity Act says it is an offence to discriminate against another person in the provision of grants on the grounds of a person's religious beliefs. So they've actually contradicted their own their own sort of policy. And, and, and really, the, the uh, commissioner there needs to be contacted, and I'm asking every Australian, in particular the WA people, to write to John Byrne. He's the commissioner of the WA Opportunity Commission, and let your views be known that this is just not on. This is really, really uh, discrimination at the highest level against uh, the Christian organ- organisation. And no matter what some people might think of Margaret Court, here's mm. a local church in Perth, and they have a community outreach program. And uh, in a time when COVID is hitting so hard on so many of those uh, uh, lower socioeconomic mm. uh, people in the community, and uh, they're doing a very good work, and there's a discrimination that's upsetting that. It's not just a discrimination against Margaret Court, her name, her church. It's a discrimination against uh, those people who are in need and in, re- in receiving uh, the, the goodwill and the good work Correct. and the food provision of, uh, of this uh, Victory Life Centre outreach. Absolutely. It's actually hitting the people that are, that are in need of help rather than Margaret Court. And again, we have to attack the process here because it's flawed and it's totally discriminatory. And uh, is there a way that people in Western Australia listening to our conversation today uh, can make their voice heard? Uh, who do you suggest they, co- they contact? Yeah, that, look, they need to contact the Equal um, Opportunity Commissioner, Dr John Byrne, uh, his email is available on if, if they go to this website, but I can give it to you. It's eoc at eoc.wa.gov.au. Just email him and say that this is discrimination at the highest level against a religious organisation, and in particular, Margaret Court. OK, the Equal Opportunity Commissioner, he's the one to contact. Hey, there's a campaign, Family Voice is running, and it's a pro-life campaign called the 365 Life Campaign. Give us some insights here into what you're doing, Greg. Yeah, very quickly, Neil, really, this is we're talking about the sanctity of life here, and, and quite frankly, we did some data here, and it's interesting that a person takes... 16 breaths per minute, we breathe 960 breaths an hour, 23,040 breaths a day, and 8,409,600 breaths a year. However, there are children, the unborn, who don't get to take a breath at all. 
In other words, every year, each one of us in Australia takes more than 8 million breaths, but so many Australians are not permitted to take just one. Did you know, Neil, that there are 60 or 80,000 babies, uh, babies each year are aborted? If you want to use the word killed or murdered, it's, it's optional, but they are aborted before they can take a breath, Neil. So our campaign is 365 uh, campaign is really about we've got these business card size cards that you drop off at your local church organization and it really highlights the sanctity of life and how important it is to help people uh, understand uh, to give their child that first breath it's, it's critical as you know we're pro-life um, and these cards are available from our Victorian State Director or myself. So I highly encourage people to drop these. They're free, cost you nothing, and, and you give it out to those you think are in need. <laughs> so anywhere, any state or territory around Australia, Greg, but it's available through your office in New South Wales and through your Victorian office. So yep. if uh, listeners... Uh, want to get a hold of these business card-sized cards, uh, they can use those to promote a pro-life message. And, uh, mm. and So is, is there a message on the card about the, the, the yeah, breaths? Yes, it's a little message. Yep. It's, got, it's got diagram as well. Uh, for example, it's got a little... Uh, some of them have got a, a picture of a baby's feet now, which I wear as a, a lapel badge on my, on my uh, jacket. And it's, a, it's the size of a, of a 10-week-old uh, baby. And it's fascinating how small it is. But, but, but these messages send a, a, a signal to people that you are talking about life here. And, and we need to get that out. So, look, get onto the website, get the cards and distribute them to friends, family, churches or whatever. Okay, love your passion about babies. Uh, fabulous stuff. Familyvoice.org.au. Hey, another issue here, and uh, you're calling it a fact check, about uh, religious people uh, being more conservative and not just talking about Aussies here, and we might talk about Aussies in the mix, uh, but there's some global research here. What's all this research about? Well, this is interesting. As you know, uh, uh, peer research is very highly regarded, but I came across this research because it's fascinating. On People keep telling me that the, the world is going secular, uh, it's non-religious, but Pew has actually... Uh, debunk that belief because what they're saying is that, uh, that that whilst religious people are more conservative, we know that, they're telling us that the actual growth rate of the religious sector uh, worldwide is going to increase and what they call the, the nuns or the, the, the relig- religiously unaffiliated will actually decline. Currently, there are about 60% of the of the global population uh, uh, in 2020 is classed as being religiously unaffiliated. They identify either as an atheist, agnostic, or simply say, we have no religion in particular. So isn't it fascinating that, in point of fact, the religious sector will grow whilst the nuns or the religiously unaffected uh, uh, um, will will be in decline? And it's 34 countries that have been surveyed and they're going to be at different positions when it comes to those who identify with the religious foundation and those who identify as nuns. Uh, How do you see where Australia came in on the list here uh, when it comes to uh, issues around this this identifying? Yeah, look, this is interesting because it's actually quite disturbing in many ways. One of the questions that was asked is, um, which group, the religiously unaffiliated 
or or the religious sector, which of those two groups are likely to accept homosexuality, for example? Well, let me give you this. that In, a, in, in, in terms of um, priority, the Netherlands, 98% of the religiously unaffiliated accept homosexuality, which, which makes sense for them. Sweden came in at 96%. Spain, Canada and UK at 95%. But the religiously unaffiliated in Australia was as high as 89%. And the lowest was Russia at 26%. But the disturbing news, Neil, is that in the same survey, those that are religious were asked, would you accept homosexuality? And in Australia, the result was 74% of those who are religious accept homosexuality. Now, I've got to make it clear that Oh, you know, I love all, all people. Um, as my wife says, love the sinner, hate the sin. But we're talking about a lifestyle here that's anti-biblical, Neil. And, and it's something that we don't have to accept. We can certainly love the person, and we do. And in point of fact, I, I, I welcome them. But I don't have to love their lifestyle, Neil. Okay, some uh, interesting fact-checking going on there and uh, the idea that people who are around the world who've been part of that survey uh, are, in fact, uh, are in fact more conservative when they are religious. That's a significant, uh, yep. significant finding and oftentimes we'll think of, you know, when we think of what people might be like in the United States or in the UK or in Europe, but 34 countries are part of that survey. Let me point people to the website for Family Voice Australia, familyvoice.org.au. Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Before I let you go, Greg, uh, we're going to be talking about elections over this coming hour, and uh, we've got, uh, of course, the Queensland state election, which will be our primary focus over this next hour, coming up in about two weeks' time. But this coming Saturday, the ACT is off to the polls. Now, in your your, uh, responsibilities, uh, Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT, uh, what are the big issues uh, that you're seeing coming to light uh, that perhaps Christians need to be aware of that are happening in the ACT? Now, this is really important because, um, as you know, I wrote to every candidate who is running for uh, 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 the elections um, in, in the ACT, and there were a lot of candidates from Labor, Liberal, Greens, Independents in particular. And I wrote to every one of them. Now, I've got about a 50% response rate, and they're telling me that it's going to be very tight. In point of fact, two seats need to be filled, and that could either go to a a Liberal National Coalition-type person or it could go to an Independent. The interesting thing here is that a lot of the the electoral issues are not social, moral or ethically based. A lot of them are things about bus stops or, or, you know, roads and what have you, which is really a council matter. But a lot of the issues are being very much at the local uh, hip pocket level rather than the big picture social moral issues. And in point of fact, um, I was talking to one of the one of the local sitting members down there saying that a lot of the politicians you now are reluctant to address Christian type issues, you know, moral, ethical, abortion, uh, euthanasia, what have you, because they see it as, believe it or not, they see it as a loss. In other words, they cannot get a vote. 
if they make those the priorities. Now, that's really sad coming for a politician that we elect. So generally in the ACT, it's pretty much bread and butter type issues and not a lot about the social, moral or ethical issues being addressed at the moment. Uh, Point taken there, Greg, Mm. and uh, the ACT is a special one because, yes, it is like a a big city council and it's also like a state election at the same time and uh, you mix all those two together and so you've got the rates, roads and rubbish uh, sort of ideals. But then you do also have the ACT government in charge of all of these sorts of, uh, you know, uh, social and moral and ethical challenges uh, that everybody else uh, is debating at the same time. So uh, it's an important one, and and, uh, they certainly need to be in our prayers. Uh, It's an incumbent uh, Labor government in the ACT. Uh, We wrote to them, Neil, asking them, will you amend or repeal the Conversion Therapy Act that you just passed? And that's one of our key questions that we asked them. We want to put it, so I'm going to write to all of our members in uh, in the ACT the next day, uh, letting them know what responses we've got from each candidate. Uh, just uh, in, for interest here, uh, when you wrote to all the parties and the candidates, yep. uh, did you get responses uh, from the incumbent Labor government or the Greens? Neil, in fairness, and I'm an honest man, yes, I did, in particular the Greens. Okay. So that was really encouraging, so I'm going to credit them for it. I didn't like the responses, but I got a response. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, uh, so I'll point people to Family Voice website because you have your own uh, guidelines there and uh, resource information for people who are uh, likely to be going off to the polls this coming Saturday and they're wanting to know what is a Christian response to some of the big ethical moral issues that uh, both parties, uh, both major parties that will likely win power that they have on these particular issues. So uh, you'll be able to download that no doubt at familyvoice.org.au familyvoice.org.au you, Greg Bondar is Family Voice Australia State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, thanks so much for the update today on 2020. Thank you very much, Neil, and uh, don't forget you can download the Queensland How to Vote wisely as well. Ah, yes, right. you've got your own Queensland yep. Uh, uh, yep. How to Vote list uh, as well. Fabulous stuff. Correct. Thanks very much, Greg. Thank you, Neil. All the best. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.